Hi, this is David. Welcome to episode 39 of Upper Journey Bible Study, where we study the Bible and theology. This episode focuses on learning some of the content and message of the Gospel of John, chapter 17, in which Jesus prays that God will keep his disciples true to God and that one day they will witness the glory Jesus had with God the Father before the world began. Unless otherwise noted, all scripture quotations for this episode are taken from the World English Bible Orthodox Version because the World English Bible is in the public domain. To get the most of this podcast, it would be good for you to take about five minutes to read John chapter 17. Let's get started. John chapter 17 is one prayer that Jesus prays for his disciples to God the Father. At this point in the Gospel of John, Jesus is talking to his disciples hours before his death and crucifixion. Jesus knows he's about to die on the cross, but his 11 apostles who are still with him have no idea of what is about to happen. At this point, Jesus is walking with his disciples towards the garden where he will be arrested. Jesus takes an important moment to lift up his eyes and pray to God the Father in behalf of his disciples and in behalf of those who will later believe in Jesus through the apostles' message. In Jesus' prayer to God the Father, Jesus makes certain prayer requests to God the Father. Secondly, uh, Jesus tells God the Father that Jesus has accomplished the work that God the Father sent him to do. Jesus specifically prays for the following in his prayer. One, that God will glorify Jesus with the glory Jesus had with God the Father before the world existed. See John chapter 17 verses 1 and 5. Secondly, Jesus prays that God the Father will keep Jesus' disciples in God's name that God the Father gave to Jesus, so that Jesus' disciples may be one, even as Jesus and God the Father are one. John 17, verse 11. Jesus prays that God the Father would keep his disciples from the evil one. John chapter 17, verse 15. Jesus prays that God the Father will sanctify his disciples in God's truth, which is the word of God. See John chapter 17, verse 17. Jesus extends this prayer to those who will become disciples of Jesus Christ through the teaching of the apostles. John chapter 17, verse 21. Jesus prays that the world may believe through the ministry of Jesus' disciples that God the Father sent Jesus. John chapter 17, verse 21. Let us look at these uh, six petitions Jesus prays to God the Father. But before we do, let us consider the basis of Jesus' prayer. Jesus' prayer is a part of God the Father's will and plan. Jesus is praying according to God the Father's will. See John chapter 5, verse 30, and John chapter 6, verses 38 to 44. In John chapter 5, verse 30, Jesus says, quote, I don't seek my own will, but the will of of my Father who sent me, end quote. Jesus says in John chapter 6, verses 38 to 40, quote, 
For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of my Father who sent me, that of all he has given to me, I should lose nothing, but should raise him up at the last day. This is the will of the one who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day." We see in Jesus' prayer that Jesus is praying according to God the Father's will. It is God the Father's will that Jesus' disciples will stay true to God to the end. Jesus is praying in this prayer in John chapter 17 that God will keep his disciples true to God. Also incorporated into this prayer for glory, uh, for God to glorify Christ is the nature of eternal life. It is the will of God that those who see Jesus and believe in him, that they should have eternal life and that Jesus will raise them from the dead in the last day. Now, let's, now let us look at these six petitions Jesus has to God the Father in this prayer. First, Jesus prays that God will glorify Jesus with the glory Jesus had with God the Father before the world existed. Jesus says in John 17, verse 1, quote, Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may also glorify you, end quote. What is this glorification Jesus is praying for? The way in which Jesus glorified the Father was by dying on the cross and raising Jesus from the dead. Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead brought glory to God. It shows the wisdom of God's plan and the sacrifice God the Father was willing to make so humans could be reconciled to God and have eternal life. But Jesus' sacrifice and obedience to God also brought glory, that is, praise, to God the Son. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 to 4, quote, God, having in the past spoken to the fathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways, has at the end of these days spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. His Son is the radiance of His glory, the very image of His substance, and upholding all things by the word of His power, who, when He had by Himself purified us of our sins, sat down at the right hand of the Majesty on high, having become as much better than the angels, as the more excellent name He has inherited is better than theirs." Jesus, in John chapter 17, verse 5, prays the following to God the Father, quote, Now, Father, glorify me with your own self, with the glory which I had with you before the world existed. End quote. There is but one God. God the Father is God. Jesus is distinct from God the Father. But as God the Son, uh, Jesus too, is a part of the one true God. Among Jesus' petition for God's glory in John 17, 1 and John 17, verse 5, Jesus states that God the Father gave Jesus authority over all flesh so that Jesus can give eternal life to all whom God has given him. The term flesh here can refer to humans, but it need not be limited to that. 
Jesus, through his death on the cross, has made it possible for all of us to be reconciled to God. God has given Jesus authority to give eternal life to those who believe in him. Jesus' authority over all flesh makes possible the resurrection from the dead. Jesus here defines what eternal life is. Jesus says that eternal life is to know God the Father, whom Jesus calls the only true God, and to know Jesus Christ, whom God the Father sent. Eternal life, as used in the Gospel of John, is fellowship with the eternal God who has eternal life. Eternal life is relational. It's a relationship with the eternal one. Before going on this next petition in his prayer to God the Father, Jesus tells God the Father that he has accomplished the mission that God sent him to do. Part of that mission was the calling and training of the 12 apostles. Jesus was able to keep all of them for God except for Judas, the son of destruction, so that the scripture might be fulfilled. Jesus reported that his 12 uh, apostle disciples have kept God's word and believed that God the Father sent Jesus, all, that is, all except for Judas, who betrayed Jesus. So Jesus' first petition was that God will glorify Jesus. The next petition of Jesus in this prayer is, um, second of all, is that God the Father will keep Jesus' disciples in God's name, that God, that in that name that God the Father gave to Jesus so that his disciples may be one, even as Jesus and God the Father are one. John chapter 17, verse 11. What does Jesus mean when he talks of keeping his disciples in God's name? Two main things a name represents are reputation and character, and two, authority. If something is done in another person's name, it is represented as being done under the, that person's authority. So God's name can refer to his reputation and character or to God's authority. In John chapter 5, verse 43, Jesus came in God the Father's name, meaning he came under orders from God the Father to do God the Father's will, and so came with God's authority. In John chapter 17, verse 26, Jesus made known to his disciples God the Father's name, which is related to unity with God and God's love. In the Law of Moses in Exodus 33 and 34, we read about God's name and glory being revealed to Moses. In Exodus chapter 33, verses 17 to 23, Yahweh promised to Moses that God would, pro would proclaim Yahweh's name before Moses. In Exodus chapter 34, verses 4 to 7, Yahweh's name is a merciful and gracious God, slow to anger, and abundant in loving kindness and truth. Exodus chapter 33, verses 17 to 23 states, quote, Yahweh said to Moses, I will do this thing also that you have spoken, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know your name. Moses said, Please show me your glory. He said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim Yahweh's name before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. He said, You cannot see my face, for man 
may not see me and live. Yahweh also said, Behold, there is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock. It will happen while my glory passes by, that I will put you in a cleft of the rock, and will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take my hand, and you will see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Here we see that Moses would not see God's face, but only his back, and what Moses was to see was God's name. Exodus chapter 34 verses 5 to 7 describes God's revelation to Moses as promised as follows, quote, Yahweh descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed Yahweh's name. Yahweh passed by before him and proclaimed, Yahweh, Yahweh, a merciful and gracious God, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness and truth keeping loving kindness for thousands, forgiving iniquity and disobedience and sin, and who will by no means clear the guilty. Quote. What is involved in God's name? God's name involves the following. One, mercy. Two, slow to anger. Three, abundant in loving kindness and truth. And four, will hold the guilty accountable. In Jesus' prayer in John chapter 17, Jesus prays for some of these characteristics of God's name to be with his disciples. For example, God's truth and God's love. Christ's disciples are to be kept in God's name and in God's truth and love. Jesus prays in John chapter 17, verse 17, that God will sanctify his disciples in God's truth and then says God's word is truth. Jesus praying to God the Father in John chapter 17, verses 22 to 23 states, quote, The glory which you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be perfected into one, that the world may know that you sent me and loved them, even as you loved me. I in them, and you in me, that they may be perfected into one, that the world may know that you sent me and loved them, even as you loved me." Quote. Jesus prays in John chapter 17, verse 26, quote, I made known to them your name and will make it known that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them." End quote. Jesus' third petition in this prayer is petitioned to God that God the Father would keep Jesus' disciples from the evil one. John chapter 17, verse 15. Jesus is not praying that God will take his disciples out of this world at this time until they complete the mission that Jesus was giving them to do. His prayer was that, that, that while in the world, that God would keep them from doing evil. In John chapter 17, verse 15, Jesus prays, quote, I pray not that you would take them from the world, but that you would keep them from the evil one, end quote. Next, Jesus prays that God the Father would sanctify his disciples in God's truth, which is the word of God. It is knowing and obeying God's word that makes us holy. 
Jesus has already stated in John chapter 15, verse 3, about his disciples, quote, You are already pruned clean because of the word which I have spoken to you, end quote. Of course, it's only by God's power in cleansing that uh, work that we can obey God's word. Next, Jesus extends this prayer to those who will become disciples of Jesus Christ through the teaching of the apostles. Jesus prays that the world may believe through the ministry of Jesus' disciples that God the Father sent Jesus. Jesus prays in John chapter 17, verses 20 to 21, quote, Not for these only do I pray, but for those also who believe in me through their word, also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, end quote. Jesus in this prayer to God in John chapter 17, verse 4, indicates that he has finished the work that God called him to do. Jesus repeatedly in this prayer prays for unity between God the Father, God the Son, and Jesus' disciples. Jesus prays in John chapter 17, verse 11, quote, Holy Father, keep them through your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are, end quote. Jesus prays in John chapter 17, verses 20 to 21, quote, Not for these only do I pray, but for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may be one, even as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, end quote. Jesus says in John chapter 17, verses 22 to 23, quote, the glory which you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them, and you in me, that they may be perfected into one, that the world may know that you sent me and loved them, even as you loved me. Quote. Let us look at the unity desired by Jesus. The unity Jesus desires is not a union based on compromise or consensus but a unity based on accepting and following God the Father's will. Jesus himself did not come to do his own will, but the will of the Father who sent him. Christian unity is based on the following. One, unity with God in Jesus. See John chapter 17, verses 1 to 3. Eternal life is to know the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom God the Father sent. Christians are united in pur purpose to do uh, God the Father's will. We are also united in purpose. Our purpose is to fulfill the mission God sent us to do. Two, there is a unity in God the Father's name. See John chapter 17, verses 6, 11, and 26. God's name involves, as we have seen above, God's truth based on God's revealed word and being loving and forgiving. Three, there is a unity in obedience to God, John chapter 17, verse 6. There is unity in God's word, John chapter 17, verses 8 and 17. There is unity in God's mission or work, John chapter 17, verses 18 and 19. There is unity through Christ's intercession, praying for us, John chapter 17, verse 20. There's unity in believing God sent Jesus, John 17, verse 21. 
There's unity in God's glory, John 17, verse 22. There's unity in God's love, John chapter 17, verse 23. And there's unity in God's presence, John chapter 17, verse 24. Jesus has repeatedly in John's gospel taught that God the Father sent him, and it is important for people to believe that God the Father sent Jesus. There are two Greek words used in John's gospel regarding uh, God sending Jesus. They are synonyms. Uh, these words are apostostello and pimpo. In Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1, the Bible refers to Jesus as the apostle of our faith. Jesus was an apostle sent from God, and Christ in turn sent out apostles of Christ. Jesus emphasized repeatedly his apostleship. He does not call himself an apostle, but emphasizes that God the Father sent him. Since Jesus came as God's apostle, he came with God's authority. The Greek word for apostle is apostolos. The verbal form of the noun apostolos is apostostello, which is one of these two words for sending someone that's found in John's gospel. These terms for sending are used interchangeably in John's gospel. It's really hard to discern any difference in meaning between those two terms. Jesus wants his disciples to stay true to him to the end. This brings glory to God the Father. Jesus prays and intercedes for us as his disciples to stay true to God to the end. We can have unity with God the Father and God the Son when we seek God the Father's glory and seek to conform our will to God's will. Thank you for joining with me and listening to this podcast. Be sure to search the Bible to evaluate all teachers, including me. Check out my website at UpwardJourneyBibleStudy.com where you can learn more about this podcast and other resources for spiritual growth. Always remember to keep God first in your life. Bye for now.